two words, man. Nipple chills. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's just this pointy nips. Poignant, one hundred percent. It's just so good. Well, no, no, I said pointy nips. Oh, pointy but nips. But you said poignant. Poignant, <laughs> poignant also works. <laughs> Welcome to After Listen, the music discovery and discussion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Lee. And I'm Terry O. And today we're going to keep things a little bit more casual than than we kind of have been. Uh, Terry O and I have picked songs that we've been kind of just vibing to lately. Uh, Anything from fairly new releases to songs from a little bit further back. Uh, Basically all of these these songs fall under the heavy recommendation category. So highly recommend you check these out before, during, or after this episode. As always, you can check the show notes for the song links. But before we get started, as, as usual, we have some quick disclaimers. Uh, we do love listening to music, but to avoid any issues, got to get these out of the way. Uh, first and foremost, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong or awful it may be. Number two, this episode might feature explicit language. Uh, some of the songs have explicit language, so we might be discussing that or may just come up. So you have been warned. And lastly, we're just talking about the music. Not the artist's real life issues or the band's real life issues or anything that's happening outside of that. We're not weighing in on anything like that. Just just the music. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. All right. So we're going to start off with one of your picks, Brandon. Um, let's see. Which one are we going to go with? Let's talk about Caravan Palace. Uh, you recommended Long Digger as well as, uh, well, I, re- I recommended uh, Wonderland along with that one. But uh, tell us why you recommended that one, and I'll tell you what I thought about it. Okay, so this is a song, because I, I was talking to you about this like off, off the off the air, I guess, you know, outside of recording. But YouTube recently has had like a, an archived playlist where it's kind of taking songs that I used to listen to all the time and maybe haven't listened to in a while um, and just, you know, making a playlist out of that. And so I've been kind of vibing like in between episodes whenever I've not had, you know, a whole playlist to listen to. I've been vibing to that just reliving my past years and whatnot and this song popped up and whenever this like the time period this song came out i think like 2015 it was it was like 2014 and maybe like 2016 2017 it was only a few years i feel like so you know listeners if you i want to correct me on this feel free to reach out to us and and tell me how i'm wrong but there's a few years where this genre electro swing i believe it was called came out and Caravan Palace was my kind of introduction to that. I had a good buddy who like fell in love with the genre. Like all he would like be blasting his Spotify throughout our apartment, you know, all hours of the day or whatnot. But yeah, man, this song in particular, the song I picked, uh, Lone Digger, the, I believe I'm not like a band. I was never in band or anything. So I might get this wrong. I believe it's a trumpet. It's like the main. Yeah. Um, that uh, riff, I guess, that's just like throughout the entire song, just something about it, man, like gets me like amped a little bit in a weird way. Like it's 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 a upbeat kind of hype song, but I don't know, it's just got a certain energy to it. Just every time it comes on, I'm like, especially if I'm like in my car driving, it just puts me in a good mood. I'm like vibing along, bopping, like literally my body, like I'm, if you're watching the camera, like bopping up and down right now, just thinking about it. <laughs> um, it's a great song. Uh, definitely, like I was talking about the, the genre of electro swing or whatever, 
for those who don't know, it's basically like kind of bringing back like big, like brass instrument kind of, you know, think like 20 swing, but in a modern with like electro uh, production and stuff added to it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like uh, if you think like great Gatsby meets like dubstep a little bit, like that yes. kind of sound. Yes. Um, very good way to put it. Um, and so, yeah, um, just like I said, this was, this was the introduction to that. And definitely for that, you know, couple of years where I was like big into that genre. Um, there were several other groups that I ended up listening to several of the songs. That I remember favorite, but this was definitely the gateway and it's always, you know, eight years on now still, like I said, it's still one of the songs whenever it came on recently, I was like, Oh man. And then whenever we we're talking about this episode, this was one of the like first songs to pop in my head. I was like, we got to talk about this one because the genre itself was very unique. Didn't last very long. And yeah, it's just a great song. And then you picked Wonderland, which was from the same album. Mm-hmm. Um, also a great song. The whole album. Um, let me look up what that album is called, actually, real quick, just so I don't get it wrong, unless you have it. It's I called Robot Face. Robot Face. Okay. Makes sense with the, <laughs> the album cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the whole album is pretty great. Would highly recommend listening to the whole album. But those two songs in particular are definitely, in my opinion, the favorites off the album. I, I stumbled across the same genre. Um, uh, roughly around, around the same time you did actually and um it just really kind of blew my mind because as a hip-hop fan i love when people sample different um different genres and kind of blend it into stuff so i love i i guess I, I like i like to what's the word i want to call it i like music gumbo where basically you kind of take a little mm. bit of this a little bit of that and just throw yes. it into like a, a track and be like how you put this with that like those two things should be diametrically opposed to one another, but yet it works perfectly. Yeah. And um and I was just feeling that vibe, man. Lone Digger was the first one that kind of got me into it. And then uh, when I stumbled into Wonderland, that's when I like, okay, this is well, it. Well I think Lone Digger was the big like single that like kind of made them popular at the time. Absolutely. Um I do that- think Wonderland was also I think it was like right behind. Like I don't I don't remember for sure if that was also one of the singles off the album or maybe that's just me re-envisioning the past because it's our favorite song from the album but mm-hmm. yeah um you want to talk about the music videos for these songs though yo all i have to say for lone digger if you are an animal lover you will absolutely love this video it i believe is so wholesome. you mean to say so the first half of this music video <laughs> for it's lone so digger wholesome. it's so wholesome it's it's well i'm just gonna go ahead and say it it's a furry's like dream come true for a music video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got totally anthropomorphized. I, I butchered that word, but you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Human-like animals that are, you know, it's it's like in a bar setting, and it's following these like three cats that are knocking back shots of milk, and there's an antelope gazelle type stripper dancing in the middle. Oh yeah. Um, and then halfway through the video, the Doberman dogs and the the three cats that you know were kind of following start fighting and then it just turns into a huge brawl that just is super gory and like exceptionally violent and you're just sitting there like what yeah. is happening um i literally said to myself the first time i watched it, i was like what the hell is this and yes i need to watch it again um so, and i actually remembered <laughs> kind of getting into your and me our personal connections a little bit this was I think you and me had kind of connected. I don't remember if like you shared Caravan Palace with me or I shared them with you or we both just found them separately and then we're like, oh, you know this group too? Yeah, um, that's what it was. We found it separately. And that's that's kind of what I was you. thinking. But yeah. I remember you were the one who sent me, you were like, yo, have you seen the video for Lone Digger? And I was like, no, nah, there's a video. And he's like, 
bruh. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I remember just, yeah, like having a few moments after I got, like I finished watching it for the first time. I'm just like, what? (laughs) What did I just watch? Yeah. Um, Like literally think of furries meets Kill Bill, essentially. Yes. That is a bar setting. In a bar, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. insane. Pretty good though. Pretty good. Uh, you know, great animation, high quality, mm-hmm. just out there in content a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in contrast, Wonderland is is a little interesting. I like the, the the thing about the Wonderland video that I enjoy the most about it is how the animation uh, literally follows the music. So yes. like, so it's like you know the chick is kind of just vibing her in her own little world, and she's like surrounded by you know her background dancers and everything. But the buildings are like vibrating to the track. So like every time like, the yeah, where it shows or, like her in the room and like the walls are vibrating to the beat and stuff. Yes, yes. dude, I, I was vibing to all that absolutely. Yes, yes, that was my jam, and I was like, okay. And then like it's like it's like it's like little subtle things, like like there's a part in the song where like the music cuts out and she goes ooh, and like I was like how she does that right at yeah, the camera, little things like that. So yeah. really, I'm not seeing. I, I should have maybe tried to look into it, but I wonder if they have like other music videos that are animated and like kind of interesting like that, or if that's like just if they've done it just a little bit for like these two songs, maybe a couple others, or if that's kind of like their style, so to speak. I think that was just the style for the Robot Face album. They had another song that came out fairly recently ish, um, uh, featuring another singer out there. Um, I think it's like Charles X or something like that. Um, but that one was like live action, so okay, yeah. But beyond that, I really haven't been keeping up with them. So, um, we had a lot of music to listen to on this list, but like in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I need to go back and like catch up on Caravan Palace to see what they've been working uh, on. No, right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm waiting to get this episode out of the way to do that for honestly, not just them. There's it's a, lot a few artists on this, <laughs> a few <laughs> artists slash groups on this list that I'm like, I gotta go back and check up on them, see what they're up to. Absolutely. All right. Um. I'm going to, I guess, introduce one of your picks now. Um, okay. I'm going to go with just, I'm going to pick my favorite one of, okay. of yours of, out of the singles that you picked, at least. This is the one that's been stuck in my head all week. Okay. Ratatata. Ta, ta, ta. I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. This song is a bop. A bop yeah. and a half. Um, that, one, that one was dope. Like, Can I just say, in general, dude, you like your, your singles that you picked had like, you know, this one has Skrillex, um, sm- uh, Mild Spoilers. Uh, you got, uh, like, Seth's Dead and Bass Nectar and some of the other songs we'll be talking about shortly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just, I've not listened to, like, any of these, like, you know, dubstep artists in probably close to a decade now. So, mm-hmm. like, Bass Nectar, who's on this song, or not on this song, he's on another song, sorry, uh, is definitely one of those artists where I'm like, man, what does right. he have to? Because, like, I used to have his entire discography on my mm-hmm. phone mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but back to this song Ratatata. it's got um skrillex misty elliott and i think it's like mr opio or something uh let me just mr oizo i'm not probably i'm not sure how to pronounce that but yeah man it's when did i so i didn't look it up do you know when this song came out that was this year really that's, that's recent so yeah. that's what I was wondering. I was like, how recent is this song? Because like, mm-hmm. okay, so Skrillex is still making music. That's good yep. to know. Yep. Um, of course, it's always great to see Missy Elliott and stuff. Um, well, so so here's the thing. So when I first heard this song, I, well, well, okay, so I heard Skrillex dropped a new, was dropping a new album. So I was like, okay, let me check out Skrillex. It's been a minute since I checked them out. And it was a headline that I saw that 
Skrillex was uh, had a new song out featuring his own voice, and it, so I listened to that song. I did not put that on here because I'm not a. Eh, it's all right. It's like a slow song where he's kind of singing with this chick or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a dark song. I was like, okay, I'm not really feeling it. But the album came out shortly after that. And I was like, okay, whatever, let's put this on. And then I was like, huh, Rafa Ta Ta Ta, Missy Elliott. I was like, Rafa. Oh no, they didn't like flip. So I'm thinking it's just a sample. So I'm thinking they just you know just sample her voice and the Rafa Ta 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 Ta, just you know the sound the sample from Work It. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So I put that on. I was curious to see how he's gonna flip the sample. I was not expecting Missy to drop bars on it. Missy yeah, came dude. with two verses and she killed it. I'm sorry, I'm stepping oh, all over no, you. No, she killed it. No, no, no. <laughs> but 100 in the right here. I agree with you wholeheartedly. She murdered the track. She murdered the track and then like when she said, "I'm moving these fools out the way like pool sticks," I was like, "I'm done." <laughs> she killed me with that. I was cracking up. I'm like, I just like picture Missy with a pool stick, like. Boop, boop. Like knocking everybody out the way, <laughs> so like yeah, I was not expecting bars, and like they straight killed it. Like I, like I enjoyed yeah, straight killed it. Uh, Skrillex yes. on the like production side of things. Just, yes, the music itself, the production is is outstanding. Um, Skrillex and Missy Elliott is not at all a combo I would ever think would work. Never, but you know, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, it works really well, and the the whole. I guess it's, I don't know, the hook or whatever. It's like the beat goes right that or the course, whatever it is. Like that that part, man, has just been like, and other bits of the song, like pretty much all songs was like in my head, but I'll just be like walking around at work and this it, it'll pop in my head and the beat goes right that I'm like, damn, <laughs> get out of my head. But no, man, it was great. Um, so yeah, it was cool that uh, Skrillex is making new music though. That's, I'm gonna have to go check that out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the, the album was pretty solid. Um, of course, I got stuck on Ratatata, um, so that, that was a good one. All right. I especially wonder if uh, Missy Elliott is gonna like. When's the last time she came out with like her own album? It's been a she few came, years, right? Uh, it's been it's been about a couple of years. She dropped a, a EP called uh, what was it called? I know it's Purple. It had a purple album cover forget what it's called but i know it had like six it had six songs and she shot a video for every song on it and it was pretty well, i know you sent me i think it was you that sent me i'm like 90 sure you sent me this but she had like an instagram post or uh, whatever celebrating i think it was like the 25th anniversary of um was it timbaland and magoo's one of their oh, albums yeah yeah, yeah it was uh, the timbaland and magoo album uh, yeah, okay yeah, yeah yeah um you know i'm not i feel like this might come out sounding a little bit bad but for her age she is looking phenomenal i think oh what iconology that was the album called sorry um but yeah yeah 100 uh like i said many times before and let the record show black don't crack it do chip a little bit but it don't crack well, uh, this is living proof of that for sure <laughs> no doubt no doubt all right so your next pick and just like how you jumped into one of your favorites i'm gonna jump into one of my favorites from the ones you picked and it's probably not going to be the one you think. Uh, Death Note. I actually was thinking you were going to pick that one. Bruh, the amount of times I've accidentally sung and or freestyled, sometimes simultaneously, to that track. That man killed that guitar. So uh, Ichika Nito, Naito, mm-hmm. uh, anyone that has the, pr- pr- the correct pronunciation of that, please let me know if I'm mis- mispronouncing that. Yeah. Um, he features on the track. He does like the solo and, and I think some of the rhythm stuff. He is amazing. He has, like I was telling you the other night, he has a ton of videos on, on his YouTube channel. Um, 
he has a lot of music videos that he's made. He has a lot of just like 30 second to a minute long clips of him just like shredding the guitar. Um, I tried to find, I was, you know, we were talking the other night. I was trying to find this video because I have this memory and it might be from another song he played where he basically sets the guitar in his lap like Koto style, which if you're not familiar, it's a kind of older string Japanese instrument where they, they it's kind of guitar like it's a string instrument, but they sit in their lap and play it almost like a like piano right mm-hmm. and so he was doing that like on the neck of the guitar and stuff and it was just like really the first time i ever saw it i was like really like kind of interested and like blown away i was like oh man you can like play a guitar like that and like do the shredding that he's doing right um ended up sending it to my dad because you know he's been playing guitar for like 30 plus years and he was like not as impressed as i was <laughs> I remember. it was like yeah i've seen that before that's pretty cool I'm just like, man, whatever. Um, <laughs> we got him, and then I want to say it's Tim Henson, but it might be Tom Henson, um, the like lead guitarist for Polyphia. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, if you ever go back and listen to the other songs that are like just just them without any featured artists or whatever, mm-hmm. he is next. Like, I don't know how much you know of like guitar playing and stuff, but like. Man, the stuff he does uh, whenever he's playing guitar and Ichika too are just like, it's it's almost like it's uh, they're like aliens, dude, on the guitar. Like the stuff they do and like the patterns they're able to do with the tapping and the the sweeps and the shifts from mm-hmm. one technique to another is just like, it blows me away. And then there, I watched an interview with Tim Henson mm-hmm. uh, just the other night. Whenever I was trying to find that video, I just came across this one, and he's actually like very knowledgeable. I should have maybe sent it to you. I might send it to you afterwards, but he's actually like pretty knowledgeable about like the production side of things. And like um, he, he talked about like some of the techniques he does as far as like doubling tracks and like breaking them out to like add like ambient sound to the track and just like all these different little, like cool little tricks he uses in production and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, Polyphia is super talented, uh, pretty much just like hard rock metal instrumentalist. You got two guitars and a bassist and a drummer, just like shredding on all of their instruments together. Production's yeah. great. No vocals necessary. Like it's just straight, no vocals necessary. Just instrumentation. And then when I first heard, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then I heard that. I'm just like, was that? Did he just do that progression? And then I just and then the the drums and the the bass and all that stuff started hitting. I was like, whoa, man. Like, yeah, I had to. You know, I'm one of those many people that aspire to be a rapper at some point in my career. And I was tempted to dust off my microphone just to like play around with this song because it was so good. Just the instrumentation. Like I can 100% imagine like a Tech 9, a Twister, a Busta Rhymes, like just jumping all over that track and just like following those uh, guitar notes the way he's going so fast with it. Like lyrically just going with it or throw Bone Thugs and Harmony on top of that too. Mm -hmm. Or better yet, uh, what's the name? Twisted Insane. Yo, like I can just imagine like a speed rapper just killing it, just following that guitar riff. Because like that's just... It's so phenomenal. I really enjoyed that song. Like that's probably one of my most listened to songs on this playlist that we put together. And so. I do want to say that the album that the song is from, New Levels, New Devils. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost picked this as like one of my album choices for this, just because I don't think, like, I think this one and Goat are my two favorites from that album. But I don't think there's a bad song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, they all bring the same, in my opinion, the same quality as this one. Um, they're all like immensely re-listenable and just like man again the production like how they they weave the instrument sounds and like if you have attempted or you know anything about playing guitar and like especially drums because the drummer's also super insane Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, just the skill these guys show, like every single song, if you if you can recognize it, is something else, something to definitely admire and like respect. Absolutely, absolutely. I would definitely. Uh, this is on my next up on my offline listening um, to definitely check them out more. So sweet. That's what this episode's all about, man. Getting uh, kind of outside of our normal box recommendations, right? Like stuff that you maybe wouldn't think to listen to or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Broaden our horizon, so to speak. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with for for Terrio's uh, his next selections that we're gonna talk about. Uh, let's go with the feeling good and don't let me be misunderstood. Let's go with okay. those two that you want to kind of talk together. Okay. Okay. Well, talk about why why you picked those. Open to that, I guess. Okay. So, as uh, again, I'm a big fan of dubstep and EDM music. And um, this, I heard, I stumbled across these. I think I had on shuffle random mode or whatever. And then I just happened to see Nina Simone. And I was like, what the heck is Nina Simone doing in this EDM playlist or whatever? But whatever, put it on. And then I'm just like, okay. So basically, what Verve Records is like an old uh, record label, legacy artist or whatever. They put out a remix album where they picked like a lot of the first ladies from like the blues and all that early era of music and has some EDM producers remix uh, some of their classic songs. So they reimagine what Nina Simone would be like on a, on, 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 a, on an EDM track. And I couldn't pick between the two cause they're both so good and they go great in tandem. So the classic Nina Simone, please don't let me be misunderstood. That was on a Z beat. And yep, Zed dead or Zed, Zed's dead. Yeah, Zed's dead. And then uh, uh, feeling good. I'm feeling good. That was another one of the songs. Just because, like, okay, the, the OG, like, original feeling good. It's like that's that's a classic, right? Like, yeah. how, how can you? It's literally the name of the song. You, it's impossible. I feel like to listen to a song and not be feeling good. Like, it's just such a good song. So mm-hmm. this was a great. I mean, both of these songs were phenomenal remixes, but that one, I think just a little bit better than the other one. For me, I was like, listen, I was vibing that one a little bit more. It was, I guess it was like stuck in my head a little bit more, I should say, maybe. But Yeah, yeah. So I 100% agree that uh, Bass Nectar's remix of Feeling Good by Nina Simone definitely goes harder, but I like the vocal arrangement that they did with um, Don't Be Misunderstood, Zez Dead's remix of that song. Yeah, because I feel like the Feeling Good, the vocals weren't, I could be wrong. The vocals weren't touched very much. It was all the like music around it that was kind of addressed. The vocals were kept the same. Which, exactly. In the song, it, it, like we said, it works. It goes pretty hard. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do agree with that. That the having the the like him playing around said that or his head's dead. I don't know if it's a him or a group or what. But them playing around mm-hmm. with the vocals a little bit. This it, yeah, it makes it for a more unique like. Oh, okay. They're like they're really like mixing it up a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Keeps so, you on your toes, which we both like. Exactly, and I'm a big fan of when you mix old sounds with new sounds. So, you know, to think that if uh, Nina Simone was alive today, if she were to, you know, do a song with today's uh, sound, that's kind of what it would sound like. So it's interesting. Right. Um, again, it may not be for everybody, but you know, I you know represent the classics, and I I I, I respect the classics is rather what, what I was trying to say. Um, but and I would say that the. Uh... You definitely get the feeling that like Zed's Dead and Bass Nectar also, like they respect the songs that they're like they don't just like trample all over them. They definitely like keep the heart of the song. I feel like yeah, right? and then just like expand on that, which is great because sometimes you do get where people like remix a song and it's like 
this is like you just using like the song title for like clicks basically is what it feels like this mm-hmm. is not not that at all i don't think yeah 100 like even though it's the edm track you could tell that the that the production complements the, the original version of the song mm-hmm. and it again it's a whole vibe within itself but i would highly recommend y'all check it out and just just vibe to it and just just imagine like just a whole world where if this was the normal back then or if she was here now, like, could you just like imagine that sound? So I, I, I thought it was pretty dope. How how many more songs are from this album? That's one thing oh. I didn't look at. Oh, it's uh, is there a bunch. Yeah. This like, is one of the ones I was like, I'm going to go and see, like check out the other songs from this group. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's like, it's uh, like 13 songs. It's like a compilation album and they feature legendary artists like uh, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. of course, Nina Simone, um, Sister Rosetta. Um, it's just, again, legendary vocalists from way back in the day who were once signed to Verb Records way back in the day, remixed by, you know, today's EDM producers and whatnot. So, I mean, again, it's something that nobody, just like we didn't expect Missy and Skrillex. Right. Nobody would think of Nina Simone and Bass Nectar, but it worked. <laughs> so, yeah, I would definitely uh, recommend y'all check that out. And uh, if you just want to have like a different kind of vibe, you know, a little bit old with the new, why not? Yeah. It's kind of hard for me to kind of go into this one. Um, so you picked Lincoln Parks Lost. Now, this song right here, yo. This song, this it hits you in the feels, man. It hits me in the feels. Like it's a gut punch. It does like right to like, literally I listened to this song maybe twenty times over the last week, two weeks. Yeah. Every single time, dude. It like yeah. like I just have at least a moment where I'm like Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this literally all I can say is damn, and uh, it's like Rip Chester, you know, like yeah, R R I P for sure. And like for those who have a, a quick, you know, crash course, uh, early two thousands Linkin Park, one of the pioneers of the new metal genre, where it's just kind of like a combination of hip hop and rap. Excuse me, excuse me, hip hop and rock uh, merged together and kind of did their own thing, and they kind of started for the underground and eventually became mainstream and blase blase. Um, the music definitely hit a chord with a lot of the, especially with the, the black kids who were kind of into rock, but wasn't really like, I don't, mm-hmm. this, it was kind of our gateway into it because it had the hip hop flavor, but also had the rock yep. element to it. Um, it was definitely my gateway as well, somewhat into, into rap. Um, I know we talked about it like on, with the, whatever episode it was that we talked about, like where he, they collabed with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the like first forays into listening to rap. For me, whenever that came out in like, you know, oh five or oh six, whenever that came out. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it, it was definitely for me because I remember uh, back in the day I fell asleep with MTV on, and that was back when MTV played music videos. Right. And I woke up with uh, in the end, and I was like, I was confused. I was like, is this a rap song or a rock song? Like I couldn't tell if I was like dreaming it or merging something in my head. And then I watched the video, and I'm just like, oh, this is dope. But unfortunately, uh, Chester uh, Benetton, the lead singer, lead vocalist uh, from Lincoln Park, um, committed suicide a while back. So, like in 20, 2018 or 2019? Yeah. Just, just a few years back. Yeah. So when you hear his vocals, it's just it, it like all the Lincoln Park songs were dope and definitely still are, but it definitely hits different now, especially when you listen to the lyrics and you can actually hear his struggling with the, the, with lyrics, the lyrics in this song in particular, I feel like. Man, this this song has to mean so so much to the surviving band members of Lincoln Park. Yeah, and I, I understand. Like, I couldn't imagine like the, the debates they probably went in and like discussing whether they should release this and and what they should do with it. Yeah, because I mean, he's he's literally talking about like 
you know, he, he's, he's feeling lost and like, which is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And like, he, he doesn't think he'll ever be all right. And yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's messed up in the mind and all this stuff. And it's like, with the hindsight of the tragedy that happened with him taking his own life, um, like you said, it definitely, it just adds that like real weight to the, to the song whenever you're listening to it. And it, it for me, it's impossible to like untie all of that from the music. It's yeah. just, it's impossible for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so like, like we said at the beginning, it literally every time I hear this song, it's, it's straight up like a emotional gut punch. Yeah. 100%. And uh, this is a, it's a new old song. So this is a uh, unreleased song from their album Meteoria. It came out around like 2003 or 2004 around that time. So this is like an unreleased track from that time period. And even with the production from Mike Shinoda, um, it definitely feels like, it doesn't feel dated, but it definitely still feels part of that era of that sound, um, which is you know, the, their signature sound around that time. Yeah, when you hear this song, you just automatically go back to that that time period, and I'm just like, why? Just just a quick uh, addition to this. They also just, I think in the last like month, released another song that was also an unreleased song off of Meteora, Fighting Myself. Okay. And it's thematically very similar. Uh also a great song. Okay. I uh, didn't include it on the playlist just because Lost had been out for a little bit longer and I'd been listening to it a little bit more. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you can tell, I think, just by the, the title of the song, right? Fighting Myself. It's, it's again, him talking about him, Chester on the song is like singing about battling his demons and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, I do just want, because of the, the subject matter of these songs, I would just like to take a second to say, anyone out there that's listening, if you are feeling depressed or like you might be having suicidal thoughts, please, please reach out to someone, call the suicide hotline, uh, you know, get, get some therapy, whatever you, whatever you need to do to make sure that you're, you're straight and healthy mind wise. Yeah. And, uh, they actually updated that recently. So if you do need to contact the suicide prevention hotline, it's very easy. You don't you don't have to remember a long number. So just dial nine, eight, eight. That's it. Nine, eight, eight. Yep. Just dial nine, eight, eight, eight. No more. One, eight hundred, blah, 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 blah. Like logic song from six years ago. Exactly. Um, sorry, I'm just sitting here looking, trying to decide which of these next two I want to pick. Um, let's go with Let It Slide by Mark Hawkins. Uh-huh. And Jamie Liddell. And Jamie Liddell. This one was very chill, I feel like. Really? Yeah, this is pretty chill. You uh, don't think this is pretty chill? Compared to the other one, no. I mean, okay, compared to the last one, no. That one's, like, super chill, though. But I'll yeah. talk about that one in a second. But this one's, like, I don't just This was, like... For me, whenever I'm listening to the song, it's like, I don't know, in my head, I'm picturing just like driving in like a convertible, like mm-hmm. kind of like dusk down like a, I don't know, like a long, just empty stretch of road, right? And you just got the song. It's just the vibe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But to me, this song, it kind of gives me like an homage to like the New Jack Swing era of R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, which, uh, which kind of had like a heavy hip hop influence over like some smooth vocals so it was just it, it to me it was just kind of dope because i was just like okay we're kind of taking it back to like the aaron uh, aaron hall and guy and early black street kind of days so and for it to be a recent song i was like okay this is pretty dope so so the vocals are very hard very r&b vocals but the beat is so staccato and kind of choppy and all over the place the fact being that i believe that's jamie liddell that's singing was able to kind of just ride that beat I'm just like, this is, I just love it. I love it. It's, 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 a, it's such a it's, good song. It's yeah, a good vibe. It's, 
it's a good vibe it's a groove mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like a groove is the right way to put yeah, it yeah groove just, there we go for me like mentally whenever the song comes on it's like i mentally like f- really fall into this groove right that's mm-hmm. what i feel like and i'm just like okay i'm here now so to speak exactly and also i had to blame you for this uh because like i i enjoyed the beat first and the beat was like again i'm just like okay okay i said how you chop that up and then because i'm friends with you and you're a terrible influence in my life i started to listen to the lyrics and the lyrics make the song even better because like yeah, the whole the song pretty good on this one yeah because the song is about let it slide it's like look i can only take so much but mm-hmm. tonight i'm just gonna let it slide i ain't gonna let you bother me you pissing me off right now but i'm just gonna let it slide and like, it's a very it's good message. Very good message. Very good message. Super chill. And that, uh, not chill, but like super groovy. Um, so like, I'm definitely. Uh, you I, know, now that you say it, I think, I do think the lyrics definitely have, that's part of the influence of what made me say it's chill because mm-hmm. the song like theme is just a chill theme. Like you said, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm having a good day. I'm just going to let it slide. Like mm-hmm. that just, that mentality is like, that's a chill mentality of a person had that all the time, right? Like, Ex- exactly. I mean, cause sometimes, you know, you really want to choke somebody out metaphorically, metaphorically speaking, but you can't act on those actions. You gotta just, just gotta let it slide. You know what I mean? So just like how you were saying, uh, out of nowhere, me, I was saying, I'm gonna let it slide, and uh, and, then, and my coworker would be like, <laughs> she's like, you all right? I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good. I can only take so much. I'm like, she's like huh? out of context, <laughs> out of context. And she's like, what? I'm like, nothing, nothing. We're good, we're good. <laughs> I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> I just picture your employee or your coworker just like following you around, just like around the corner, keeping an eye on you the rest of the day. Like, is he gonna? Is he all right. I can only take so much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, let's see. Now your next one, <laughs> because I am me, and I have my moments. I kind of look at something and don't really look at it. So I looked at it. And I was like. Why did Brandon recommend a song called Pizza Ass? And apparently it's not Pizza Ass, it's Pizzazz by a kid toy. I was like, what kind of song is called Pizza Ass? But no, it's called Pizzazz. Uh, this track is good. I like this one. So it kind of it kind of has a little bit of that vibe from Let It Slide. It's just like, look, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to follow my ass, I'm going to do it with Pizzazz. So, yeah. so I, I was like, okay. I like that. Yeah, this is definitely another song that definitely has a similar message where like, you know, the the chorus hook or whatever is like, if I'm going to be sad, I'm going to do it with pizzazz. So it's like, even if I'm feeling not my greatest, it's it's not worth it to like just wallow in your depression and, and, you know, whatever you're going through emotionally, whatever, like go out, go big or go home, try to make something of it, channel the energies you're feeling into being you know, productive and creative and whatnot. Um, so for this artist in particular, I, I can Tori, I can Tori, I'm not hundred percent sure on how to pronounce that. Um, mm-hmm. I actually found him through TikTok. He, I think that's where really? he got his start. He would just make random videos where he would like be rapping over stuff. And like a lot of his videos were like, he would have like a topic, right? So like he has one humorous one where he raps. I think I might've sent this one to you a long time ago. This is like before I even knew he was like actually trying to make music too. I was like, oh, this is just a funny guy rapping. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's he has like a quick or short video where he's like rapping about how men like don't wash their butts. <laughs> and he's like, it's basically like his whole song is like, wash your ass, essentially, whatever. Um, and it's just like, it's like funny or whatever. And then, so yeah, like I had seen like several clips of him um, 
through that and mm. then just randomly i think it was on reddit or somewhere i, I came across and i was like oh yeah this this guy like someone had, had linked one of his recent tiktok videos and someone else under that was like oh yeah you know he just dropped an album and i'm like what and so i went and looked and mm. i think pizzazz i don't remember if pizzazz is from the album because he's actually been coming out i think he's got a couple albums now okay um i think this one might be a single that came out somewhat like in the last year or so but okay. yeah just pretty cool to see someone who like start up kind of that small underground like just on tiktok rapping about funny stuff here and there to actually like kind of blow up from that be able to make a whole album like they, i know he has one album and then like uh, some singles and stuff at least if not more than that it's been a while since i've actually like checked mm-hmm. his discography or whatever but yeah man he's got he's got some uh a lot of his music is kind of the same kind of vibe i feel like like thematically speaking you know where it's just like pretty upbeat like stay positive type stuff yeah he's got some good some good skills like when it comes to i feel like his wordplay and his flow and stuff oh yeah be like kind of an upcoming rapper or whatever absolutely and then like the last half of the song like definitely made me kind of respect the song because at first i listened to it i was like okay it's all right it's a little basic but then uh but then like towards the end like he really goes hard and then like the beat kind of switches up and smooths out a little bit so i was like mm-hmm. okay okay all right, I see you. I see you. And then you know, and then after I kept listening to the song a couple more times, I was like, okay, I'm definitely feeling the message behind the song. Again, it's just one, it's just one of those songs that like you. It's an upbeat song. It's not slow. Um, it, it's a, it's kind of like an upbeat kind of groove song, and it's one of those kind of songs that you will put on to get yourself out of a funk. Because like yeah. sometimes like you know we all we all had those moments where we're thinking too hard or got too much going on. And you just kind of put that song on and just like, you know what? It helps you just shake it all loose a little bit. Exactly. Like, like shake it off. Don't let don't let whatever whatever you got going on hold you down too long. Just, you know, hey, if things aren't going the way you want to do, do it the best way you can with the style that you can do it. And just, you know, put some pizzazz on it and keep on moving. Just don't put right. no just don't put it. no piece of ass on it. Just put no, ass, no, 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 no. <laughs> who wants that? Um, <laughs> So, all right. Well, going to the, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the last single uh-huh. song uh-huh. that we'll be discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So after this, we'll be moving on the, the full album picks that, that we picked. But for that, uh, you have Vague86 mm-hmm. is the artist. And his song, Solo Wave. Yes. What do you think of this Now, one? this song is definitely, like you said, for uh, Let It Side, this song is chill (laughs) so chill like i don't know how else to say that besides this song is chill and this is definitely so lyrically speaking right this i was the first time i was listening to it um because it's just again a super chill song i was just like okay i'm listening they're vibing to it and like he you know throughout the like first part like half of the song whatever he has the recurring line was like um i'm not perfect but what the hell Mm-hmm. so i'm like sitting here thinking like okay so this is just a song like this is like a self-love and it, it still definitely is that but I, at first i was like this is just like a self-love song like you know you don't gotta be perfect to like go out and do great things blah 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 but then there's a line and correct me if i'm wrong but this is, i didn't like actually look at the lyrics but just listening to it there's mm-hmm. a line like i think maybe like a little past two minutes in where he said you know i'm not perfect what the hell i'm not perfect but what the hell and then it's like we weren't perfect but what the hell or something or we were perfect i think it is but what the hell uh, I don't think it was that, but um, did I mishear it? Maybe because I think I looked up the lyrics a while back while listening to it. Uh, let me see. No, I'm curious. Because normally I just I pull up the lyrics on YouTube Music, and this one didn't have it as it was playing, so I was like, I'll just listen to it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go through the effort of like looking up the genius lyrics or anything. Yeah, it was um okay. Let's see here. Let me find the lyrics for it because now I'm confused. 
No, he doesn't mention anything. Uh, no, no, you ain't perfect, but what the hell? Yeah. So, no, so the, 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 there was no we. So it's definitely a song about himself. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. then yeah. the whole point I was building to is not accurate. <laughs> yeah. I was, so I thought I heard we, and I was like, for me, that like flipped the whole thing on the head to being like about something completely different. Like still about like self-love and everything, but mm-hmm. from the perspective of like, I don't know, like a post breakup or something, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess I just misheard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is just, uh, yeah. Said no, because I was thinking it was. I, I need to. I just need to go back and listen to it a little bit more closely. But it, I noticed he only like whenever I was hearing it, it's only like one line, mm-hmm. in like the middle that I was hearing that. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a very simplistic song lyrically. But either way, okay. Regardless of the point, I was I guess I was building towards. It is still a great like again, uh, self care like. Just the message of I ain't perfect, but what the hell is like, yeah, man, well, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up over it. Like, go about your days. Do what you can. You know? I mean, to me, like, this song was just one of those songs that you put on when you're just, you know what? I got the day off. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't talking to nobody. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in good spirits, but I just need some me time. And basically what the song is about is just me time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, you got a moment to inhale, exhale, breathe away your anxieties and just, you know, you know, just like, you know what? I'm chill. So the whole song was like, cause, cause like, I misheard it and I had to look at the lyrics the first time I was like, Oh, that's why it's called solo wave. So it's just like solo wave. I'm zoning. Oh, now that you say that, I'm, I'm solo. Duh, wave, that makes I'm so much zoning. sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's the whole point of the song was like, look, I'm chilling. I'm good with myself. I'm chill. Like I like all my issues, all my problems seem to be the theme for the last three songs we picked randomly. But it's all about you know self love and mental mental health, and it was just like you know what I'm good. Like I don't need all that extra stuff. I'm good. Which okay, just you just for the audience, a little peek behind the, the scenes. We didn't like co- collaborate on like our song picks. We both picked independently and then like shared them with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's pure coincidence that thematically we were kind of on the same wavelength for a lot of our picks yeah um, which is crazy again i mean it just goes to show musically speaking we're uh we're same vibes generally, yeah <laughs> yeah same vibes <laughs> so okay cool all right well speaking of solo waving and whatnot we're gonna wave y'all away for a moment we'll take a quick break and come back and discuss some of the albums that we picked we'll be right back all right, and we are back. And this time around, we're going to discuss some albums that we're uh, going to recommend. We recommend that you listen to the whole the, um, the whole album. However, we may just you know highlight a few songs from that album, but get the whole album to listen. And uh, we're going to talk about our feelings and our thoughts on it. All right, and let's go into your uh, Brandon's first pick, and we got to go into our boy Logic. You got to talk about College Park. Okay, well, I guess I'll start by just saying I picked this album. Largely because I wanted an excuse to listen to it a few more times. <laughs> so, yeah, sometime recently it came out, but it was in the middle of us like we were ready to, we were trying to, we're, you know, getting ready to record another another episode. So I had like a bunch of other songs I was diligently listening to. Set time aside, like one evening, and I listened to the album just like once, kind of quickly. And I'll, I'll admit, I was like doing other stuff while I was listening to it. I wasn't like super paying attention to it. Uh-huh. Um, it's got a lot of of like I, skits. I, I'm just not really. It's well, not skits and like well, it's, it's inter, you interludes, interludes, interludes. Yeah, yeah, where it's like you know, logic is talking with like his friends and stuff, and like the 
I guess through line story of these like interludes is logic going to like one of his first, I don't know if it's supposed to be like his first show or just like one of his first big shows or whatever, but it's him going to like his first show and like his journey to the set for like the first show. Right. So he like, you know, starts with the dream sequence of him, which I think my favorite song is literally the very first one with RZA on it. Right. 100%. Just, well, no, that's my second favorite song. That's your second favorite? My second there's, favorite. There's a couple other really good ones, but I think for me, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it starts with like, at the end of the song, his buddy is like waking him up like, Logic, yo, quit dreaming, man. You got to get up. You got to show at four o'clock or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you got to show tonight. It's four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great start, I felt, to the album. I will say as a whole, I don't, I've got some mixed feelings as a whole on the album. Same, I got to be honest. Same. Um, as much as I know we've talked about this uh, just a little bit briefly on previous episodes, I think like on the very first episode, like whenever logic first like came on the scene, like his first, uh, well not first came on the scene, whenever he first had his like record produced album, I think it was whenever you and me found him. Uh-huh. Um, you and me like immediately fell in love with that, that first album. And that's like his flow, the way he like under crafted his stories. Yeah. Under pressure. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, it's just everything about that album was like it's still one of my favorite albums of all time still want to like uh-huh. pretty much every song on that album i can listen to like uh-huh. ad nauseum without getting tired of it yeah so been a pretty big logic fan for for a while now and i hate to say it but his last couple album releases have like they've been kind of hit or miss for me i agree um this album in particular is definitely more missed than hit on this one yeah and and like, even though I can appreciate the theme behind it, so basically, this album you have to listen to it start to finish because mm-hmm. there's a whole story being told in between it. So, his first three albums that he released, uh, Under Pressure and uh, Through Everybody, there was like a whole space travel thing going on with this one. This uh, album is kind of like a, pre- a prequel to that, but also kind of like a flashback, so to speak. It's kind of weird how they had to kind of try to tie it in, but um. It's just one of those things where I like the interludes, but there could also be a thing called too much. So like, yeah, and it's like every song just about has one. Exactly. And it definitely, like, again, it's cool because I know you and me have lamented about how nowadays albums are a bunch of singles thrown mm-hmm. together to you know, and then sold as one package instead of a whole one piece of art that's supposed to be you know the listening experience is crafted from beginning to end you're supposed to listen track one through track whatever mm-hmm. so it, it feels a little weird to be like because he did that on here but just the like implementation of it it's not balanced it's not balanced at it's, all. it's not balanced problem. and it, it's 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 too coupled much. with the fact that like i, I can respect it because i think he raps about it a little bit on some of the songs where like he's trying to like break away and do more than just be a rapper. Like he's kind of sings on some of the tracks and he's like talking about how like he doesn't want to just be a rapper. He wants to do, you know, other creative endeavors, maybe TV shows or, you know, like, like I said, singing and doing more like vocalized type stuff instead of just rapping. And I can Mm -hmm. like respect that, like trying to branch out, but Mm -hmm. just, I don't know. It didn't quite work, I guess all the time. So I'm going to say something that's not quite controversial, but maybe controversial, so to speak. Logic is a talented rapper. Don't get me wrong. And we know he gets a lot of heat because he raps about, you know, being biracial and struggling with mental health and all that kind of good stuff. I'm worried that Logic as a rapper, as an MC, 
The dude is very talented. He is kind of he's he's skipping. He's currently in his Drake phase where he's kind of whining and bitching about his success. And I think he's about to surpass that and go into the Will Smith category to where he's going to be ultimately disrespected as a rapper as well. And like, and like, I worry about that for him because he got the bars, he can flow, but people kind of think he's soft and he's like a little whiny kid. And I'm just like, this was a grown man making billions, came from nothing, was homeless, had, you know, drug abuse, you know, and drugs and stuff, witnessing murders and also had a rough life that te- technically quote unquote qualifies him. And I'm using quotation marks, um, uh, qualifies him as a stereotypical rapper, so to speak. So, I won't. I don't want to discredit him for that, but it's just the material that he's releasing. He's kind of going into that kind of lame category of MC, aka the Will Smith category, and I don't want that for Logic because I'm a fan of his work. But this album in particular, because I I appreciate that he went back and got his homeboys that you know the people that started with them and got them on there. And again, my personal take: some of, some of his homies that he fe- featured on this album, some of them had better flows than he did on some of the songs. And I'm just like, ooh, Logic, you kinda you kinda phoning it so, in, man. It's creative, okay. but it's kinda it's kinda killing me a little bit. I gotta say, again, I really can't stress this enough, like just how big of a fan of logic that I am. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it pains me to say this, but if I'm if I'm being objective and looking at it, ever since he like unretired Mm-hmm. essentially he's not really been able to hit the same level of like the craft i feel like i agree with and that. you know of course you and me i think talked about it at length whenever like he was first retiring we're like oh man it's gonna be like the last logic album like you know we were speculating like oh you know rappers never stay retired surely he'll come back mm-hmm. he whenever he like you know retired before he decided to come back like that was really a great swan song moment for mm-hmm. him. Like at that point in time, if you had looked at his career up to that point, like that was really a great like capstone album and like capstone moment for mm-hmm. him to like retire and like drive off into the sunset. Yep. And again, I get it. If you're, if you're a musician and like you've been doing this for 15, 20 years or however long he's been doing it. And like, it's obviously you're going to be passionate about it. You're probably going to end up making more music down the line. Like it's hard to just step away from that, especially if that's like your main mode of making money mm-hmm. um but yeah just I, i'm not i can't really like pinpoint anything in particular like why it is but i just i feel like since he's like come out of retirement he's not been able to like capture that same the same feeling the same energy and i don't know if maybe it's because he's trying to do so many different things and he's like kind of stretching himself thin or if he just doesn't have like a good focus on like thematically what he's trying to do i'm not i'm not too sure what it is that's all yeah speculation I mean, in the dark but yeah he's, i don't know for me personally he's not been able to capture that same the same and vibe. i hate it because again i'm a huge fan i, I want to see him succeed i want to be able to like bop to new yeah. logic songs man like yeah and like i mean and i'm a big fan of the, of the boom bap sound uh for sure but i will say this um there are two songs on this album that you have to absolutely listen to the first one you brought up um cruising through the universal rizza perfect start to the album and it kind of keeps that whole space travel thing that he had going on with the other albums um that's why this album starts through the whole cruise and rizza kills it RZA, of course murder, i mean no doubt the next song i'm gonna recommend that you have to listen it is a required listen stop the podcast right now go listen to it and then come back self-medication 
this dude got Red Man and Seth McFarlane from Family Guy on the same track. And he ain't doing no uh, Brian, no Peter Griffin. Seth McFarlane is singing. And I, and I completely yeah. forgot that he's an actual trained like singer, classically trained singer. So yeah. Red Man, Seth McFarlane, Logic on the same track. And it's the, it is the hands down best song like the whole album. 100%. It is. I, do, I will say, yeah, I think. It is. I don't. I still think the Rizzo one's my favorite, but that one, man, that's a close second for me. It's just, it's just a perfect blend. Like Red Man is a legendary MC. If you don't know who Red Man is, don't talk to me. But Red Man is classic, and like, and he came in and just killed it lyrically, and just basically showed people that like, yeah, I'm still in the game. I still got bars. I mean, Red Man. Well, a couple years ago was it a year ago or maybe two years ago. Time is kind of escaping me. But he dropped a song called 40 Bar, 48, 40 Bars, or something like that. He's just no chorus, just like rap the whole verse of the whole song, like five minutes straight, just straight rapping. I've and not I'm heard that. Like, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out once we get done bro, with this. Yes, I'm gonna send you a link to that. And you're gonna be like, why have you not sent this to me? But like, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So just, just the fact being that like he uh, you know, uh, brought out Red Man and, and and got a feature, and then have Seth, Seth MacFarlane close out the song i'm just like i was not expecting that again like i said i'm an avid fan of mixing things that don't belong together into some kind of music gumbo this is perfect i enjoyed that yeah but outside of that again you know respect the logic for the creativity but you know balance it out if i want to watch a movie i watch a movie or if i want to listen to a movie i listen to a movie but this just it, you had too much going on with this like i want to hear the music and then even when i want to re-listen to it i find myself skipping because i'm like i'm trying to get to the music not the interludes i have to care less about the interludes same so like I uh, I said like right before we got on to record this episode I, you and me were both kind of just trying to blaze through the the playlist we had one more time mm-hmm. I ended up skipping literally the last half I think I got to that song self medication mm-hmm. or I maybe didn't even make it there honestly Jeez. Um, <laughs> that's sad uh, before I like skipped the rest of it, which I also I mean I had listened to it like five six times all the way through at this point so like yeah. I don't I don't feel that bad about it but. I definitely want to like skip the last half of that. I want to go back and re-listen again to all the singles we had picked instead. So yeah, yeah. Okay, one last thing about the Logic uh, album that I will say uh, before we move on: um, the song he had with Nora Jones. Uh, I'm like uh, what Paradise, Paradise Two. Yeah. So it's an okay song. I'm just no, yeah, that one is that one is decent. It's decent, but me personally, again, I'm I'm I'll, I'll openly admit that I'm not a big Nora Jones listener or fan of herself. But the way she sung on that song, she 100% reminded me of Erica Badu. He should have just got Erica Badu and just put her on the song. Because, like, Nora Jones is pretty much just, like, ripped Erica Badu's just whole sound. Copying her whole sound. Yeah, style, I, could, I whole kind song. of agree. I, I, I see where you're, why you say that, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that song I found offensive. But um, outside of that, the album was okay. <laughs> I want to talk about Gorillas. Okay, let's go. So, Cracker Island dropped February earlier this year. Mm-hmm. This is another one. It, it came out right around that same time that like the Logic album dropped, and we were both like, "Oh, we need to listen to these, but we gotta find time to like really sit down and listen to them." And Absolutely. we were like, kind of struggling because we had a whole bunch of like podcast playlists that we were trying to listen to and, and be diligent with that. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, kind of I think similar to the correct me if I'm wrong. I think similar to the Logic, you picked this one at least partially as an excuse to listen to it. 100%. More times. 100%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say, unlike Logic's album, this one, I never felt the need to skip any of the songs or anything. Really? Okay. Now, I will say, your other album choice out of the two albums you picked was, I think, 
maybe not by far, but it has, it's a good head and shoulders above this one for me. Okay. But not to say I don't like this one. Gorillas, it's nearly impossible for me to like not at the very least, like even if it's a gorilla songs that I'm like not vibing with at all, I still respect it mm-hmm. just for what, like the, the talent they have, the production they always bring, uh, just the, the weird, like they have a song completely in Spanish on this album that just like, yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere, I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't even know what they're saying, but I'm here for it. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's like K-pop all over again. <laughs> I was, I was wondering if you knew Cracker Island. Is that like a, is that like a Cracker, like white people Island thing? Like, <laughs> What is this? What is Cracker Island, man? Um, it's also the name of the first song on the album featuring Thundercat. It's honestly one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, but, yeah. Oh, one thing uh, I, I meant to point this out just real quick. It, I guess in relation, they're like comparing this to the Logic album. The Logic album has like, oh, let me go back and check. It has like 22 or like 20, 20 songs or something, I think. Mm hmm. Um, hold on one second. Let me just see here. Or 17. Sorry, not quite 20. It's got 17 songs. This one has what? 10? 11? Yeah. It's like only like, I think like 10 songs. 10. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think the fact that it is a shorter, like set list, I guess, album list, whatever you want to call it, um, does kind of lend itself to that, like replayability and, you know, you don't kind of get tired of it. Like I think you and me kind of did by like, song 12 or 13 of the logic album we're like all right dude especially with all the interludes you don't really get that with this and also again like you know each sound is very like it's it's unique in its place and you know i don't have a lot of sounds that or songs that like you know sound too much alike or anything keep you on your toes again like if you're just listening through this album like you know song one song two song three and you're just like vibing along to it and all of a sudden spanish starts blasting in your ear unexpectedly that's gonna make you stop and turn your head and like like I did be like, is this still gorillas? Like, let me open my phone, make sure it didn't like switch to some other group or something. Yeah. But no, it's gorillas. Um, yeah. And they got some, um, great, like my favorite song is, of course you could probably imagine new gold. Kevin Parker is a the goat. he's a living legend. Yeah. Um, and I uh, what's the name too? Um, uh, dude, from, uh, um, booty. Hold on. Uh, what's his name? Bobby something. I think booty, booty Brown. Brown, booty Brown. Brown. So yeah, they they uh, do good on that track. Uh, Tame Impala or Kevin Parker comes on and does the vocals for that. And his man, I don't care what you say. His voice is just hypnotic on everything he does. Whatever he does to make his voice sound like that, that like style of singing he does is just like I'm here for it all day, every day, and anything he touches, pretty much. Um, he also they also have like the the second song on the album, Oil, featuring Stevie Nicks. Yes, like they got some cool people on here, man. I mean, they um, got Beck on here out of nowhere. Like they got Beck on the very last song. Like yeah, like they don't have like a lot of feature, but the featured artists they got are like top notch featured artists. Absolutely. It's like, where it's like it's one of those things you're like, okay, I'm gonna check this song out just because of the featured. It's like one of those type of deals, right? Absolutely. And then of course, Gorillas is like. At this point, they've been around for you know two decades or more, and they're living legends. They're in their own right, yep. so to speak. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, this this album was was pretty great. I gotta say. Yeah, the, this album to me was a slow burner. Uh, when I first listened to it, I was I was less than impressed um, at first. Really? Ma- mainly because I like you know the Demon Days era. I like the Plastic Beach sound, and I guess I kind of I set the bar way too high. So I was kind of expecting like. I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting this. That being said, when I listened to it again and actually had like, you know, good quality headphones on and actually listened to it, 
because when I first listened to it, the one the one sober, I was like multitasking and wasn't really like ingesting the music like I normally do. Um, and this time I I re-listened to it again a couple times. I was like, okay, okay, I'm feeling the vibe. There is there's more album, even though it's only ten songs. To me, I feel like there's a couple of songs that are just album fillers and not really like the classic uh, gorilla sound. To me, yeah, there's definitely a couple in there for sure. Yeah, but there, but there are a few standouts. Like you said, uh, Cracker Island with Thundercat was was amazing. Uh, New Gold is amazing. One of my favorite, I like the Tired Influencer. That's pretty pretty dope. That one was pretty good. I, I, yeah, that I, was another one of my tops from the album. Yeah. Now I will say it's interesting you say like because you you were kind of a big fan of like, you know, the kind of older girl style. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of coming from it. The opposite. Interesting. Like it's not that I'm like, I don't want to say opposite. isn't like I hated mm-hmm. old gorilla because yeah. I didn't, but I was never the biggest fan. Like, again, it was more of like, kind of like I said at the beginning talking about him, like it was always more of like, I can respect what you're doing, but I, I probably won't listen to this song more than like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that was like, whenever they, like first got known to me was whenever they had like um like Clint Eastwood and yeah. like that well, like I that era of Gorillaz right and yeah. like some of those songs just got like so overplayed that I got like kind of sick of Gorillaz for a few years True. and like even whenever I went back and like listened to the album I, I think I still kind of brought that bias with me whenever I was listening to it mm-hmm. so like for a long time like again I, I it's not that I like didn't like Gorillaz but they were just like you know, they weren't like high up. I wasn't like a huge mega fan. Like I could listen to them and like enjoy them, but I wasn't like necessarily sticking them out and like just playing. Like I wouldn't like listen to their whole album and like just jam to it myself necessarily. Well, uh, a call it back to the term we used earlier, groove. So this album to me is more of a groove album. It's not like 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 when you put on Clint Eastwood and you put on Dare, like you know, like those kind of songs. Like you kind of like okay, let's go. This album, you kind of put it on. You have to be like kind of in the right mindset for this album to kind of just. And I, it's, it's very I, I chill. Think- I agree with that. And I think that's maybe why I kind of, maybe I was just in the right mindset going into this or something, but mm-hmm. I definitely like, I don't know. I connected with this album more so than any of the like previous gorilla albums I've tried to listen to. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Like this is more, more of a homogenous sound. Whereas the previous albums, they kind of were kind of all over the place, a little bit of abstract, a little bit of, you know, EDM dance style, a little bit of this, you know, whatever, whatever sound they wanted for that era. But for this one, outside for the bad bunny song, um, it pretty much all kind of had the same vibe, and even with the Bad Bunny song, again, I had the same situation with you. I, I was listening to it, and I just started hearing a random Spanish song, and I was like, "Is this album over?" Like, I was more like a couple <laughs> songs in, so I had the same same reaction. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot Bad Bunny's on here," and I'll only listen to Bad Bunny this song, and then the song he did with Cardi B. So I'm not like the biggest Bad. Bunny I know fan. of of Bad Bunny, but I'm like no. I probably listened to him here and there, like accidentally, but I've never like searched him out. I don't think or anything. So exactly, that might even be. seeing that name, I didn't like connect in my head that that's what the song was gonna be like. But yeah, yeah, and uh, actually, I saw him in that one movie with uh, Brad Pitt. That was kind of dope. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I just didn't. I was like, okay, whatever, cool. Uh, Skinny Ape was one of those songs. It's kind of okay. You got to be in the right mood for it. Um, but I do like the the song with Beck. Uh, Possession Island. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I would say Cracker Island, New Gold, The Tired Influencer, and uh, that one, Possession Island, were like my four favorite. Those are the ones that I feel like I could just unloop almost. Yeah. There's, there's a couple others that like are, are close to that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Queen is all right. But yeah, it's all yeah. good. Okay, so let's move on to your album recommendation. And we have to, you know, got to pay a shout out to the homie Childish Gambino. Uh, came out of nowhere. With the, the the soundtrack for Swarm, his new show. If 
featuring his new artist, Nigel. Um, it's a small EP, only like what, six songs or whatever. I think so, six or seven. Yeah. So I listened to this one and I don't have yeah, any six. Yeah, I don't have any context for who Nigel is or what the show is supposed to be about. Like I kinda I, I hate to say it, but like if I'm interested in something, I go radio dark because a lot of times the trailers just like ruin the whole everything. So I like to kind of go mm-hmm. in blind if I'm like if I'm interested in it. So I don't know much about uh who Nigel is, who she's supposed to be or what what's happening. Um or who this person Kirby that's featured on a lot of the songs. I don't know who that person is either. So I'm I wanted s- to look him up because he is like on. I think let's see four. Is that a he or a she or they? I don't. Or I don't she? Know. Or they? I don't know. They're on. Let's see one, two, three, four, five. They're on five of the six songs. Yeah, yeah. So all I know is that the song Agatha goes hard. Naja just that straight, one goes hard. Yeah, yeah. Like she straight snapped on that one. Um, yeah, she did. Yeah, Big World is dope. Um, like it kind of, kind of uh, goes back to that boom bap kind of sound. So mm-hmm, I was a little mm-hmm. confused by that. And I was like, okay, where are we at? Definitely throws you for a loop coming like right off of Agatha. Yeah, into that is definitely like a okay, okay. But I will say that because I'm pretty sure Donald Glover like produced or helped like produce this, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So that I just want to say like he only features on the very last song, Sticky, mm-hmm. like lyrically or, or whatever, but. His like thumbprint fingerprints, it's all over literally top, oh, top to bottom. It's like you, if you listen to any of his other stuff and you like know how he does production, like it, yeah, Mm -hmm. you can, it's just so clearly like his sound. And like you, it's not just his sound, it's like it's it's new, yeah, but it's still him, it is, which is like as a huge Donald Glover fan, it's new, and I, I respect it so much. Like, like the song that he is actually credited as, uh, Childish Gambino and Kirby. I have some. I have some. Okay, again, I haven't seen the show. I don't know anything about. And I have not either. Just for for context, I feel yeah. like either Kirby is either him as another alias, or it might be somebody else. Because I'm just trying to figure out who this person is. Because I don't like. I know Niger can rap, but I don't know. I don't know if she also can sing or not. And I feel like I heard Childish Gambino's background vocals on a couple other songs that he's not credited on. So I'm not 100 percent sure. And I didn't go in go into a. a uh, uh, internet deep dive, deep dive on it or anything like that. I didn't either. Yeah, but I will call out Sticky Icky because um, the song was like that was the first song. It was like, oh, Childish Gambino is back, and he's just you know singing in the chorus. That's it, pretty much. But I will say the fact being that they used a banjo <laughs> in that song and turned it into that crazy mess, like production wise. I was like, this fool got a banjo, and then <laughs> made a song called Sticky Icky. Oi, oi. <laughs> I was like, you know yeah, what? I'm dude, done. Like- I'm so done. <laughs> It's just they're unique, man. It's what yeah. it's like the word I just I can't think of anything else to describe this the the type of sound he crafts, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a unique sound. Yes. You know, it's hard sure. to find something like this anywhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm definitely uh I'm definitely interested in a show. Um I'm not an avid TV yep. watcher, so I will try to get to it eventually. But as far as the sound was in the past, I've been I've been bad at catching up on tv shows of late so I, I, it's on my list but yeah the soundtrack like you i think you were about to say definitely has me interested mm-hmm. checking it out absolutely all right so that was um what was the name of that i guess i don't know if they does it have a name for the ep uh just swarm a oh, swarm just swarm yeah. yeah yeah um okay well i think that was my last album pick going into i believe the very last thing we're going to be discussing today uh-huh and this was, again, like I said before I introduced the Gorillaz album, this was, I think, my favorite between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
band Ghost, the mm-hmm. Swedish rock band Ghost. Yes. And their 2022 album, in in Impera. Yes. Impera. However, you, I don't know quite how to ask that. The whole album is about the rise and fall of different empires. Mm-hmm. Um, something about like Scandinavian countries and like hard rock metal. Mm-hmm. But man, they do it so well over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, again, I think just because what really kind of drew me to this album or so than gorillas is I was kind of, I was thinking about this and like trying to wonder like, why is it that I was like, so I felt connected to this album. Right. I think because, uh, you know, partially do the podcast, partially just because of what like YouTube recommends me or has been recommending me for the last little bit. I've not really listened to a whole lot of just like heavy rock mm-hmm. and like, a minute, like a, a long minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna have been a bit a good while. So like I don't know. This is like getting back to like because I, I definitely you know like I said before I grew up. My dad's been a guitarist. He's been in different bands like my whole life. I grew up going to live shows. It was a homecoming um, experience for you, huh? Yeah, a little bit. And like there's <laughs> okay. So something funny that happened was so whenever I would go with my dad to live shows, right? And like him or the other guitarists in the band would have a solo. Something we would do is we'd like if I was like right at the front of like the, you know, the crowd or whatever is I would start, or we would, cause he wanted us to like do it and like hopefully get other people to do it. But whenever someone would just be like shredding this, doing a solo, we would like get up there and do like this, mm-hmm. like to the guitarist is like, Oh yeah, shred it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes I would do that. And like other people would come up and start doing that. And we're like, if you see it in a video, it's just like a group of people just like surrounding the guitarist <laughs> doing this kind of weird. But I tell you that to say, I literally, there's a couple solos where I just like, it popped in my head where like, I wanted to go and start doing this to them because they were just killing it on the solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, this song, this I don't even know if I could pick like a favorite song or even a favorite two songs from this. There's so many songs that went hard. So, um, so this album to me did what Logic attempted to do without the, without as many interludes and skits. This album flows from top to bottom. And if you listen to the album on repeat, the last song leads into the intro. Does it really? It really. I didn't notice that because I was whenever I listened to it, it would just be in the playlist. So it would just you know go to the next album or whatever. Yeah, if you if you listen to the last song and then um, add the first song to like to follow up after that, it leads right into it. So when I first listened to it, I was like, where have I heard this before? Like I feel like I was having like a deja vu moment, and I was like, you know, let me put this on repeat, and then I put it on repeat, the album on repeat, and then it, it bled right into the first song again. I was like. These month, okay, I see what you did there. So yeah, so to me, I'm new to Ghost. I never really heard of the band. I never heard of them before now. Yeah, this is my this is my introduction to them. Yeah, so I checked them out. Um, I was listening to on uh, Sirius XM, and they had the song uh, "Call Me Sunshine," and I love that. That was the first song I ever heard by them, at least knowingly. That's that's one of my. If I had to pick, that's up there. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, man. There's that one. Twenties. Twenties is dope. I love twenties. Darkness at the heart of my love. Yeah. Uh, Spillways is great. Spill like, Spillways Ky- is my Ky- least favorite. Really? Yes. I just I, I like that one lyrically. It's more so than musically. Okay. I will say the lyrics on that one kind of connect yeah. with me. Um, Kyserion, just because yes. Kyserion. Like, <laughs> so good. Man, like just, I don't even know what that word means. I'm sure it's some kind of like you know some kind of emperor title or something related to that. I'm sure. But. Yeah. Just the way, yeah, just anytime you get something like that. And it's just the topic of like the rise and fall of empires is, 
like if you're going to tackle that musically, mm-hmm. heavy metal is like the best choice for that. So, in my opinion, one hundred percent, I totally agree with that. And uh, to me, what really, uh, what really true uh, English. Let me try that again. What really drew me to them, like I said, I heard the song "Call Me Sunshine," and when I'm listening to the song. I was like, you know what? This is a new song, but it reminds me of like the hair metal bands from back in the day, but like a modern twist on it. And I was like, okay, because I like rock, but also like rock that has melody to where I can sing with it. And it's not a whole bunch of screaming mm-hmm. and like all those. I mean, there's a time and a place for the screamo, you know, all the stuff. We're going to yeah, die. Yeah, and I can all definitely vibe to that, but I got to be in that mood for sure. Exactly. Yeah. But this is like an album you can like put on almost at any time and just, it's like a good balance between the vocals and then the instrumentation and then like just the music structure of the songs. I just, I, I fell in love with it. So, and then. Um, the theme behind it, I kind of, again, I just heard them first. Then I looked them up and I was like, oh, that's what they look like. Okay, can't bring this around some people because they might be offended. But, <laughs> but like, um, it, it's pretty dope. And I, I did like a little mini deep dive on them. And I think, and listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the, what I read about the band is they've been around for a long time, but each band member gets to kind of lead the next project. So like they got oh multiple, that's really dope yeah I got multiple vocalists and and they're like okay so this album you're you're in charge of this album you come up with this concept then they'll pass it on to another band member they'll lead that album and then kind of you know it, everybody has a chance uh, has a um, a share in the creative process so I thought that was pretty dope um, that is really dope I don't think you see that a lot in like bands or groups no usually it's like one or two people are kind of the main like shareholder do the the main like share of the writing or exactly coming up with like the theme and stuff and everyone else is just playing their instrument exactly that's really cool though yeah. i'm sure that keeps i mean i again this is my first introduction to them mm-hmm. I, I kind of plan to go back and listen to some of their other because they actually have i think a, a newer album or a newer ep that came out just kind of recently okay because um, this album came out in like that was march of 2022 yeah um, um yeah I so yeah i definitely want to go back and, and look at some of their other albums and see like what kind of with other band members kind of helming it, you know, what, what does it sound like? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So this vibe, um, one of the call out songs, I definitely uh, want to mention from my perspective, Watcher in the Sky. I love oh, Watcher in the Sky. Okay. That might be my favorite. Yes. Now that you say that it. guitar that might solo, be my favorite. that guitar solo at the end. That guitar solo was the one I was talking about. Yes. I'm like in my car and I'm like, bro, I gotta go <laughs> like find this guy and like give him props, man. This is amazing. Dude, just like you with your, <laughs> with your shredded fingers. I was doing the same thing, but I didn't know what to call it. I just heard when I part come on, I was like, I was like killing it. Um, And I like how this album, like, so it's kind of broken up into parts. Like there's like little mini interludes between like uh, like a selection of songs or two. And then it kind of thematically kind of changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, slightly, but Watcher in the Sky is my favorite. I love Dominion. Like it's just like a nice little orchestra, a little, little break. And then it goes into twenties. I love twenties because it's subtle. So yeah, so so yeah. so twenties like you got to catch the lyrics on that one because they're mm-hmm. you don't know if they're talking about the nineteen twenties or the twenty twenties, but like but I, I like how they say in the twenties twenties <laughs> in the background. I love and that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that had to be one hundred percent. That had to be intentional. Uh huh. Like Absolutely. the. the which one are you talking about? Because like a lot of it could go like either way. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially these days, man. Yeah, sad, sadly to say, um, <laughs> for some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, man, that that definitely it was a, a clear standout. Twenty, like this is my first time listening in, mm-hmm. through the album. I think after listening through it several times, like I said, watching this guy became my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just 
my very initial listen through the album, 20s was the one that maybe it was, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's the one that like, it's, stuck out. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good standout. And then again, going right from that orchestra, like it's all nice and smooth, and it's like, do, 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 and then it starts with There's, that. Again, just, like you said, the composition yes. on these songs is just it's phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Man. I love it. Absolutely love it. Brings me immense amounts of joy. Yep. Yep. Straight up. I love it. I love it. It's, it's such a solid, solid album. And again, just bring it back to something we've, you know, a little bit said about in the past. Albums need to come make a comeback where there's a theme, it flows from beginning to end, and then you can hit repeat, and it's you get you get to enjoy that full experience. It's not a whole bunch of singles, even though they're songs that can multiple songs that can be chosen as singles, but it's not just singles for the sake of singles. There's no. uh, there's clearly some thought and stuff put into it, and everything has a flow. And I challenge anybody who listens to that album to start with the last song first. And then start with the intro, and you're going to be like, wow, this is what I'm getting into. Yeah, see, because I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, uh, again, this is just 12 songs, so it's not like an immense, like, dedication of, or, like, commitment of time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it's just it's nice and tight, sticks to the theme. Yeah, absolutely. Composition, like, A++++. Yes. just Of course, all of the, like, musicians and the singing are all great. Um yeah, man, I just I have like zero complaints about this album. Like, I think you know some songs I like more than others. Mm-hmm. You know, some songs were just like this is pretty good. But like again, just top to bottom, it was a whole vibe. It was, it was great. Yep, my opinion. Definitely gonna check out more of them after this. Absolutely, to me, eleven out of ten. Yeah, and that this more so than I think anything else you picked for this. I mean, there's several, definitely several others that, that fall under this, like as far as like recommending new stuff to me to listen to or not. But this one, I think more than any other is like one that's like, okay, this is like never heard of this group. Mm-hmm. Probably would have never found this group mm-hmm. if you hadn't recommended this to me. Nice. So like, yeah, man, that's what it's all about right here. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what the whole show is about. Listening and reacting. And um, trust me, without you, I would have never heard a piece of ass. And if you're a fan of piece of ass... <laughs> <laughs> follow us on all the social networks you can check us out on our website after listen pod uh feel free to leave a comment like um tell us what you think of the show tell us if you have any recommendations we're all ears um we may not get to it right away but you know we're always open to new recommendations so yeah and tell us if you if you found a new like favorite artist or like any of these recommendations we've made if you like listen to them through us and fall in love please let us know we'd love to hear that like we've help spread these awesome like albums and music that we're listening to and help connect people through it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you think of the picks and if we corrupted your music taste or not, just let us yeah, absolutely. know. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Y'all. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>